0: Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 117. we got a little bit of a different twist on the topic today. We're going to talk about something that we want coaches to start to implement and start to build into their practice routines. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website, and order your bats, use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. And then please make sure to become a patron. If you're in a position where you can help us, if you see value in what we're doing with Everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep, Coach Don and I would love for you to become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. There's three different levels of support. Uh, we certainly do appreciate the patrons that we have, but we would love to add some more people to the list. If it's something that you uh, feel
1: uh, needs your support, we would love to have it. And Tori, that's just pledging 5 10 or $20 a month, right?
0: Correct. We've said this many, many times, but uh, Coach Don and I are not getting rich in the podcast it business. We're just trying to break even them. on uh, the different services and equipment and things like that. And so if you can become a patron, we certainly would appreciate it. So Don, this week's topic, something a little bit off the track. We spend all our time talking about how to be better softball coaches. We spend all our time trying to figure out ways to make the kids play better and and hit better and feel better and all that kind of stuff. But here's something I thought was important. It just kind of dawned on me that I think that for an awful lot of players that they spend so much time focusing on the obvious skills of softball that, unfortunately, I think that there's a place for them and and a need for them to have some real-world Knowledge and some real world coaching kind of thrown into the mix. The reason I thought about this is, uh, and again, I'm talking a, a short little you know five, ten minutes at the end of practice, five, ten minutes you mix into practice, five, ten minutes before practice, where we start to broaden their horizons a little bit, teach them some of those you know, real world skills that we think uh, would help them. Not just necessarily become better softball players, but just be more prepared for life. And the reason I thought about this is, the other day, I had a girl finish up her lesson, came at, back in after lesson. She uh, has been driving now for about six months, and her car had a flat. Wanted to know, how, you know what she should do. And I said, well, if you can wait a little bit, you know, I'll come out there and help you change it. And she looked at me like, you know, like I was a Martian or something, like, well, what do you <laughs> Ch- mean you're you mean going change to change a tire? Change a tire. And so it dawned on me. You know, here's somebody who's driving, you know, a 16 year old kid, and and I understand that you know she doesn't have all the world experience that you know, us old people have. But I don't think she even knew that there was a spare tire in her car. And I 100% guarantee that if she could find the spare tire, she had no idea how to take it out, how to jack the car up, how to take the lug nuts off the wheel. And uh, again, obviously, there's a lot of situations where you'd call AAA or you call mom and dad or whatever. Let's say, in safe, comfortable
1: space right right there at
0: the cage. Let's say if it's five minutes after she's driven down the road and she's in some spot where her cell phone isn't working quite right. You know, she's out in the country someplace and that same thing happens. Do we need for our players to start to have some of these real life experiences? And I know mom and dad are supposed to be doing some of this stuff, grandma and grandpa are supposed to be doing some of this stuff. But what I wanted us to do is to think about we're in a position as their coaches that they listen to a lot of what we say, they respect us and, and, and want to learn from us, let's broaden our reach a little bit and say at the start of practice next, uh, next Tuesday or next Saturday, we're going to meet in the parking lot before we stretch. And we do a 10-minute tutorial about here's your spare tire, here's how you jack up the car, here's how you do it safely, and here's how you could save yourself if you're in a really bad situation. you know Something like that, as simple as it is, might be the difference between a kid getting home safe or not or something, you know, potentially really... too long. Right, being yeah. stranded out in the middle of nowhere. And so that's, you know, was just like one thing I thought about. Something else that's a little bit darker, but a little bit probably even more important, is teaching kids some of these real-life survival skills that I see missing for so many kids. So one of the things that I, I saw on uh, social media the other day was authored by a police officer, and it was a list of, and I shared this uh, when I saw it last year, it was like a list of like the 10 things that young people do that puts them at the greatest risk ever for something bad to happen to themselves. We don't want this to get, you know, to be a a heavy, dark topic, but we know there's all kinds of craziness going on in the world with this human trafficking and kids getting kidnapped and and you know all this kind of stuff that's happening. One of the worst things that young people do is they like at our facility, they walk out of the facility, they go and they sit in their car and they sit in their car for five or 10 or 15 minutes, checking their phone, checking their messages, sending their text messages or their DMs or whatever. And I think that it's great that they do that before they start driving. For sure. But how safe is it to walk out of a facility, a store, a shopping center, um, you know, a, a school, and sit alone in your car? For five or 10 or 15 minutes when somebody could be noticing that routine somebody could be noticing that that happens. you know we're lucky that we've got a you know a well-lit facility and and it's a, a very safe area but if somebody wanted to do something nefarious they're, they're going to figure out that pattern they are say wait a second every time one of these kids walks out to their car they sit out there for 15 minutes before they drive away. They leave the mall or, or they leave the store and they sit in their car for 10 or 15 minutes before they drive away. Well, that's like a a golden ticket opportunity for somebody who wants to rob you, grab you, hurt you in some way. And to me, it's it's another simple thing. So maybe you know, as a coach, we have that little talk. Say, okay, here here's rule number one: when you get in your car, you drive someplace. You don't sit there. You don't you know do, you know do your checkbook. You don't you know, do your you know, messages or whatever. And then if you decide you want to stop at the gas station and check your messages really quick before you drive on, that's okay. But don't just walk to your car, sit in your car, start your car and let it run idle for 10 or 15 minutes while you're totally distracted, not paying any attention at all to anything that's going on around you. Because there's lots of bad stuff that could happen in that situation.
1: No, I think this is a great topic when you brought it up today, Tori. You know, we're all in a family, but the softball team is our extended family. And that's a great uh, environment for us to share a lot of these lifetime things that you're describing right now. And, you know, I know that uh, it might not make a a difference in one team, but overall, it's going to make a difference somewhere. Right. We're sharing these ideas, whether it's, uh, you know, when you pull up to a gas station, you know pick one of the middle pumps rather than one on the edge over by the trees, yeah where people are you know and and these are things we might talk about with our own kids at home but why not share it with the whole team right because that is our extended family and and these are tiny little habit things that that uh you know it might be when we're out of town and we make a better choice like you're saying to not sit at a mall to um return calls when we initially get back out there but this is our extended family, right. and let's share some important things with everybody. Yeah. And and
0: it could be something where you know you do a little bit of research as a coach, and you do a little tutorial, a little you know ten minute, fifteen minute, whatever it is, uh, real life uh, segment as as part of your practices. It could be something about bullying. It could be something about nutrition. It could be something about sleep. It could be something about you know broadening your horizons by you know reading different authors or or watching different documentaries or you know the the list of things that we could be sharing with these kids to make them healthier, happier, safer, wearing your seatbelt. I still see kids, you know, hop in the car and start driving away without putting their seatbelt on. And it breaks my heart every time because, you know, that that 3 second decision to not click the seatbelt could be the difference between life and death or, or, or life altering consequences, you know, just simple little things. And it doesn't have to always be some big, heavy, dark, and sinister, you know, the world's out to get you kind of message. But I think that it's okay for us to share some of that. Cause as you said, Don, our extended family, if something bad happens to one of the players on your team, you are going to be as heartbroken, heartbroken yeah. as, as you can imagine. You know, I, again, I've been doing this for a very long time and I've had bad things happen to kids that I really care about. Like, why didn't we talk about this And if the, that situation and, came up? Yeah. And, and in hindsight, could I have ever stopped any of those things? I don't know, but I really wish I would have you know, reminded that one person, hey, you have to wear your seatbelt every time you get in the car. I could have threatened her with, uh, if I see you driving and you don't have a seatbelt on, I'm going to make you run two miles make or whatever. Make teammates run. You know, I'm yeah. going to, you know, some something just to, you know, keep sending that message because when the accident happened and she didn't have her seatbelt on, it was a little bit late to do it then
1: right you know and
0: so you know to my way of thinking as as leaders as people that are impacting these kids lives and the vast majority of the people listening to this podcast love the kids they're coaching they want every single one of them to be healthy happy accomplish great things and so if we can you know convince them to eat an apple instead of a bag of candy right. if we can convince them to wear their seatbelt when they get in the car if we can teach them how to change a flat tire so that they're not stranded on the side of the road. Whatever those, you know, simple little things that could help solve uh, a problem, could help prepare them for for life and to make them healthier and happier to me is a is a no-brainer. And I know we always keep talking about well we just don't have enough time in practice. We got to have 9-hour practices to get everything in. Well, if you're having a 9-hour softball practice, make it 9 hours and 15 minutes and <laughs> Teach somebody something that's going to maybe you know make them a happier person or a safer person, or you know impact their lives in ways other than they might get a hit when the bases are loaded in the last inning.
1: So, Tori, I really like what you said earlier about just planning five minutes. Right? You can plan five minutes at the beginning, in the middle, during a break. You know, when we're taking a water break, you're going to listen to me for a minute. When we're finished at the end of the day, whatever it is, because a lot of times even things that we do talk about are six eight months ago you know we're together with this group for basically a season or a year at a time and might be something that we talked about the first month that we were together but um what does it hurt to remind them on the sixth or seventh month that if they've been witness to you know somebody bullying on on you know on the internet that they can come to us that they should feel comfortable coming to us and that we can work on um solving problems together because we're here and you know just to hear that again and might comfort somebody and uh Again, remind them that we're all together in it,
0: right? And obviously, you know, some of these topics are going to be vastly different from different age groups and different groups of For kids. Sure. Yeah. If I'm coaching an eight and under team, I'm probably not going to teach them how to change a flat tire. <laughs> but if I'm, te- you know, coaching an eight and under team, the idea that bullying is bad, and if I see bullying, I'm going to stand up and protect the person who's being bullied, e- and and okay. eventually that sinks in. It it might even work out that be by repeating that message often enough and clearly enough as a person in charge the same kid who might have been the bully starts to realize that bullying is bad you know the kid that might have been the victim feels more comfortable standing up for themselves and going and, to an adult. And, so, and having yeah. somebody to support them all these different little strategies that we're talking about you know every every one of our coaches is smart enough to think of you know 5 or 10 or 15 things that they could do in these little snippets these little mini mini sessions um, as part of their practices, as part of their team, you know, a lot of teams now are starting to do, uh, you know, devotionals and using that as a as a tool, you know, to help kids with their spiritual growth. That's a great idea too. Yeah. You know, if we if we feel okay, you know, helping kids with their faith and teaching them more about their, you know, salvation and things like that, then we should also feel pretty comfortable talking about how to be safer when you're when you're driving, how to be safer out in the real world, how to eat healthier you know how to look out for other people, how to treat people the way we want to be treated. You know, all those messages I think are are easy to deliver and and really important. And in hindsight when you think about it, if you put together the list of the, you know, 10 things you remember most from your coaching career, 3 or 4 of them are going to be winning that championship and 5 or 6 or 7 of them are going to be, well that time I stopped and helped so and so fix their flat tire. That time that so and so came to me because she was having problems in school, that time that so-and-so was flunking out of a class, but I was able to help her, you know, get some help, you know, get her life in order. Those are the ones that stick out and, and you remember way more vividly. And so, but the reality is if, if all I'm doing is going to practice and just practicing softball all the time, there's some life lessons in that, but there's nothing wrong with going outside the comfort zone a little bit and jumping into a real life lesson and adding that to your reach as a coach.
1: Tori, I think that's all really good stuff and makes us more well-rounded, right? Yeah. That's awesome. And the
0: other part of it is just think about if you have a player on your team who's really struggling with something and you're the first person or the only person in their life to reach out and help, what kind of impact that really has? If you have a a player that's in a really bad situation and and you do a little tutorial and it helps them... Solve their bullying Process problem at school, issues, yeah. or it keeps them safe in a in a situation it reminds them you know to to wear their seat belt or whatever it is that's a pretty gigantic gift and, and accomplishment and so coaches that's our our challenge to you. We're heading into the holiday season you know when you get back together with your team you know, and uh, I would say do something every practice, but if you don't do something every practice at least make it a routine like every you know, every Saturday practice, we're going to spend 15 minutes on some sort of other outside of softball lessons, skills. If you can do it yourself, that's great. If you, you know, need to bring in a, an expert, if, you know, if it's a psychologist that's a, a parent on your team, a nutritionist yeah. who's on your team, a police officer who's a parent on your team, all of those resources are available. I, I will say this I think if you're the one delivering the message, Everybody will hear it. If you have a player on your team whose dad is a police officer and that's the expert, sometimes I think the kids block it out a little bit more because it's a parent instead of the coach. So but anyhow, we want to make sure that we're we're stretching out and uh, and helping these kids every way we can. So Don, anything else for 117? No, I think that was a really cool topic today, Tori. All right. So that's gonna wrap up number 117 Make sure you check out Anderson Bat, Patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Go to fastpitchprep.com and order your square cuts training discs. Check out the YouTube channel and the blogs. Uh, So for Coach Don McKinley, our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Torrey saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week.